Peace and blessings, everyone. Welcome to Real Shift Happens, the podcast where we explore personal transformation and spiritual awakening. I'm your host, Sean Parker, and I'm here to help you make real shifts in your life. This is episode 63, and we're diving into the topic of the synthesizing of humans into cyborgs. We'll get into exactly what that means and give you some tips on how to ground yourself in this rapidly changing tech world we live in. But first, let's get into our five-minute focus shifts right now. Let's begin on a journey to open and awaken your third eye chakra, connecting you to your innate intuition, inner wisdom, and self-awareness. Find a comfortable position, whether seated or lying down, and close your eyes gently. Take a deep breath in, allowing the air to fill your lungs and slowly exhale, releasing any tension or stress from your body. Feel the weight of your body sinking into the support beneath you, grounding you in this present moment. As you continue to breathe deeply, bring your attention to the center of your forehead, the space between your eyebrows. This is the location of your third eye chakra. Visualize a beautiful indigo light radiating from this area, gentle and soothing. As the indigo light grows brighter, imagine it expanding, reaching out into the world around you. Feel its energy flowing freely, cleansing and purifying your third eye chakra, creating a clear channel for insight and intuition. Now, Let's focus on your breath once again. Take a moment to observe the natural rhythm of your breath without trying to change it. Notice the gentle rise and fall of your abdomen, the coolness of the air as you inhale and the warmth as you exhale. With each breath, Imagine that you are inhaling pure, positive energy and exhaling any doubts, fears, or limitations that might be blocking your intuition. Allow your breath to carry away any tension or resistance, creating space for clarity and self-awareness. Now imagine a beautiful, serene landscape in your mind's eye. It can be a lush forest, a beautiful beach, any peaceful place that brings you a sense of tranquility. As you explore this landscape, notice the details, the colors, the shapes and textures that surround you. In this tranquil space, you feel a gentle breeze on your skin bringing with it a heightened sense of awareness, 
Allow this breeze to envelop you, opening your senses and awakening your intuition. Feel the energy of the universe flowing through you, guiding you towards a deeper understanding of yourself. As you bask in the serenity of this moment, repeat the following affirmation silently or out loud. I trust my intuition. I am connected to my inner wisdom. I am open to receiving insights and guidance. Take a few more moments to rest in this space of openness and receptivity, allowing any insights or sensations to arise naturally. Trust that the wisdom of your intuition will guide you towards the path that is aligned with your highest good. When you feel ready, gently bring your awareness back to your physical body. Wiggle your fingers and toes and take a deep breath in, feeling a sense of renewed clarity and connection. As you exhale, slowly open your eyes, bringing the peace and insights from this meditation into your day. Welcome back to the present moment. I hope you gained some peace and clarity in that short time. Just start with five minutes a day, you know, get into the habit of never missing a day. And once you get to that point, build more time in and then, you know, keep building. It works. I'm telling you, it works. It works for a lot of things, but we're not here for that today. <laughs> Let's get into the discussion topic for this episode, which is the synthesizing of humans into cyborgs. Man, that's a heavy topic, I know. But I was thinking about this because um, it's just a lot going on with tech right now. And it's crazy. So we'll get into exactly what that means and what the implications are for humankind, plus some grounding tips and just some tips on, you know, how to kind of like get through this whole period and maybe even periods in the future too so we don't know plus we're going to talk about kind of this juxtaposition of the rise of this tech with the rise of spirituality and consciousness happening simultaneously um, if you listen to any of my other podcast episodes I talk about spiritual awakening a lot and my experience and also how a lot of people are waking up right now. So it's really a trip to see um, this kind of convergence between consciousness, spirituality, and then the rise of like AI and um, altered reality. I mean, uh, augmented reality. So whew, it's a lot. It's a lot. So, you know, we've, we've really... I don't know if you've been paying attention, but if you realize like everything is becoming increasingly more technology driven and most people, uh, depending on where you are in the world, need to have some basic tech skills at this point. Right. Such as like 
You got to be able to send some emails. You got to be able to, you know, go online, fill out a job lap application. Um, even at some place like Target or Walmart, you have to kind of go online and fill out a job application nowadays. Back in my day, you could go into the store or the company and actually ask for an application and just fill it out by hand, but not anymore. So also just the use of like social media is, you know, a little being a little tech savvy. You have to know the basics kind of just to get on social media, right? Um, I have a friend that just got on Facebook like last year, which is crazy and Facebook of all places. But anyway, <laughs> I, me personally, well, let me just say, we've really been conditioned as a society over the years to kind of integrate this technology into our lives, right? To, up to this point, even to where we are in, in the tech, you know, arena, um, specifically kind of like the US because that's where I'm from and that's kind of what I've experienced so I'm not sure about other countries but the shift here has been exponentially faster and faster right this tech shift and exponentially because you know over a short period of time it just keeps getting faster and faster and faster right so I uh, just a little history I'm going to go through really, really quick. Um, I know I'm kind of dating myself, but let me tell you, I started using a computer. The first time I used a computer, I would say, was it literally in third grade. And this was like 1980, 81. So if you count, that's going to totally give you my age. <laughs> but um, so I was a part of the this the gate program in California, for elementary schools and actually that was when gates started is the year that I was I became a part of that and um it was a really special special you know experience that year um um we got to there was only like maybe five of us in that gate program at this at my school at the time when it first started and they would literally take us out of class our regular class and let us go into like this special room where the school had, I think it was maybe two big Macintosh computers where we would get to play with them. So two kids would be on the computer and then maybe three kids would be doing something else until the other two finished. And we would literally swap out um, playing on the computer at this time. And also we did other things too but it mostly like you know instruments playing instruments um arts crafts things like that which is crazy because at that time the gate program seemed like it was just more like extracurricular things um and that was like third grade but then after that from maybe fourth to seventh grade I stayed in that program and it was not fun at all <laughs> it was just more work and I remember thinking like, man, this, this is not fun. So by the time I got to high school, I was, um, kind of thrown into the honors courses and I was not feeling it because I was too busy trying to be cute, trying to get boys, you know? And so I literally just took myself out of honors. I didn't even have my mom's permission. I <laughs> was wild. I was wild. But meanwhile, um, during these years, like my mom became really proficient in computers herself. She was fixing them. She was building home PCs. Um, you know, I remember her trying to teach me DOS 
And I was just like, mm, this is a lot. How can I memorize all these keystrokes? This is crazy. Um, but uh, I think the only thing I did take in high school was like a microprocessing course, which was back then like a personal computer and a typewriter built in one. So it was it was kind of like this transition from a typewriter to a computer, but in between that. So it was a microprocessor, it was called. Look it up. <laughs> And um, so that was kind of like the extent of my early computer usage. Um, and then we're talking the early 80s, you know, so so how far does this idea of synthesizing the world date back? And I think that the answer lies in the origin of computing. The idea back then that a machine could emulate the power of, of the mind, right? And that idea is what sparked the information age that we now live in. So, but even before that, ancient astronomers, mathematicians made calculations with various tools. So, so much happened in between, um, of course, that idea and putting those mathematical computations into forms of programs to put in, putting that into a program using a machine because before that those computations were done with a program but it was done by hand with manpower in factories so they they took that concept and they just used people to produce what they needed um and formed it as like a computational program right so then in 1819 charles Babbage is said to come up with the process to mechanize human computations. So by the mid 20th century, electronic computing emerged, highlighted by the development of ENIAC. And this was the first programmable electronic computer in the 1940s. The invention of the transistor in 1947 led to smaller and more powerful computers like the Univac in the 1950s and then advancements in integrated circuits and the introduction of personal computers in the 1970s and the 80s made computing accessible to individuals continual progress in microprocessing memory stage and networking technologies has shaped the computers we rely on today so that brings me to the current technological path that we are on now that experts are saying will take us into the world of basically transforming humans into cyborgs. So if you've ever read the book, um, The Singularity is Near, it's written by Ray Kurzweil or watched his documentary called Transcendent Man. Um, he's basically a billionaire inventor and he pre he predicts that exponential growth of technology will result in a singularity where humans merge with machines to become super intelligent beings. So his prediction is that by the year 2030, AI will surpass human intelligence and that humans will need to enhance ourselves with tech just to keep up with AI. So... <laughs> 
I know I just took it way left, right? But when I first watched that documentary back in 2009, um, the year 2030 seemed kind of far away. But now, man, y'all, it's six years away. It's six years in the documentary. Ray Kurzweil talked about how millions of dollars was going into AI and AR to into nanotech, into biotech and the Internet of Things. And that was 15 years ago when this documentary came out. So just imagine the advances, you know, that have been made since then. Like, I don't think people realize the advances that have been made in the last 15 years like it's probably more mind-blowing than you would ever think just go on youtube and look up um you know technological uh advances in the last 15 years literally put that in and you'll see all the things that they can do now so last year we saw an explosion of ai on the internet right with chat gpt and all these other ai uh, programs, Dolly, um, Mid Journey, all of these things that have literally already changed the way we use the internet. And if you don't know about that, um, jump on it because AI is, <laughs> man, it's taking over. It's taking over and on the internet already. So we're in the very, very beginning stages. And we've seen consumer you know, AR products, augmented reality products like the Metaverse VR headset. And I can fully attest, uh, my cousin bought me one for Christmas. I just randomly was saying I wanted one and he ended up buying me one for Christmas. And OMG, this is the future of entertainment and probably new ways of doing business. Well, it is it does have new ways of doing business because people are already making money on the on the metaverse. People are already buying real estate. People are already, you know, doing all kinds of things. So we're at the very, very, very infant stages. So to me, it's like, get ready for the world to become like the movie Ready Player One. And if you haven't seen that, that's another one you've got to see for real. But seriously, because like once the automation really hits hard, like they plan on making it hit, most people will not have a job. They're, they're already saying 40% of the people within the next 10 to 15 years will not have jobs. Those, you know, our jobs that we know of today will not exist. Yes, there will be new jobs created with AI, but it's going to, this, this whole st- you know, coming upcoming time is going to take out a lot of jobs of what we know of today. It's going to be very different. So as humans, we're being synthesized with this technology already. And it's just becoming more and more. So when the singularity happens, will we volunteer to be synthesized? Will we volunteer to be a cyborg so that we can keep up? Because right now, humans you know, we have prosthetic legs and limbs, um, bionic organs and implants. We have brain computer interfaces, neural implants, like the one Elon Musk is making. We have uh, wearable devices, artificial wounds. We have genetic engineering. All of these advancements, you know, can enhance physical abilities 
and establish direct brain device connections and provide real-time data and other, um, you know, and offer other potentially, you know, good things for genetic enhancement, of course, but it's just like the implications of it all. It's, it's just mind blowing. And it leads me really to think about like ethical and moral implications. But it, all of this has been juxtaposed with this rise in spirituality. I'm not talking about religion. I'm just talking about spirituality, like all of these people awakening to like their higher selves and to their purpose in life and in life and and to you know just awakening waking up and all the spiritual tech meaning like people with extrasensory you know abilities and gifts that are coming out more and more this is happening right now and so you know if you've ever read or watched Dolores Cannon who've I've mentioned before in other episodes. Well, her, she has a book called The Three Waves of Volunteers and the New Earth. And she specifically speaks of this concept called the New Earth. And there's other, you know, thought thought leaders and um, spirituality gurus kind of who talk about this New Earth, like Eckhart Tolle um, and other people. But basically picture this our earth is changing its vibe right it's preparing to raise itself into a new dimension according to Dolores the earth's shape and form are determined by frequency and vibration and so through her hypnotherapy work with thousands of people over many years she discovered that there were three waves of volunteers here to help raise our planet's vibration and some are straight from the source while others have experienced life on other planets or other dimensions and Dolores believes that perceiving the new earth is all about consciousness and perception so if your thoughts focus on negativity you won't experience it because we create our our reality with our thoughts so it's a super fascinating book And I'm definitely going to do a review of that book in an upcoming episode. But um, here's a brief description of the three waves of volunteers. Now, keep in mind, this book was published in 2011. But the first wave, born in the baby boomer era, they struggle to adjust to the earth's violence, their longing for home, and aversion, they're adverse to negative emotions. And so they set the stage for the next waves, which is the second wave is more of a Gen X age. Um, These volunteers seamlessly adapted to life on earth and they're working behind the scenes. They're more present in channels of transform transformative energy and they impact all the, all the people they encounter everything they encounter, they impact it. And the third wave is more in the millennial Gen Gen Y age group. And they have advanced, uh, these are like advanced children. Well, they're, they're older now, of course, this is 2011. And with enhanced DNA, and they bring hope to the world, challenging themselves 
They reject medication and thrive on their unique abilities. So you can see the third wave is said to have heightened sensitivity, strong intuition, deep empathy and compassion, seeking truth and wisdom. They're connected to the nature and to earth. Um, they have a desire for unity. They're having major spiritual awakenings and they, they just feel like they don't belong on this earth. And oh my God, like I just got the chills just from naming these off because it's facts, it's facts. And I don't know about you, but I, I feel like I could see this, like I could see this pattern, right? Of these three waves coming in because I'm in the second wave. So, um, you know, it, it totally fits, but basically they're all here to help save this planet, to help, help us you know, rise, help the earth raise into the fifth dimension, but also help us as humans, you know, carry that, that energy, that strong energy that's happening right now. And to help us, you know, increase our consciousness and, and rise to higher dimensions. So now all this is going on at the same damn time, all this tech, and then all this rise in spirituality and consciousness. And there's a shift and a rise so strong right now. But in a sense, it's like technology is trying to emulate what we can experience naturally as highly conscious human beings. So to me, that's, that's, that's what it is. It's like they're always trying to emulate what nature provides naturally and bottom line that's on every so so many levels so many levels oh my god so they're trying to put the matrix inside the matrix we already live in a matrix you know a somehow like naturally occurring matrix maybe i would say and man or whatever force these entities have in them is literally creating another matrix for humanity to escape into when we already live in a naturally created universal universe which is like a matrix if you haven't watched the movie the matrix yet you need to watch that first out of all these things i've recommended so if you haven't come to this conclusion already i'm here to confirm that it is spiritual warfare going on right now right before our eyes that's what this is this is spiritual warfare they're trying to emulate and recreate human existence in a whole nother way so it's kind of scary it's kind of scary i ain't gonna lie but you, we are powerful beings and we do not have to worry about a thing so what do we need to do in this time of extreme spiritual and technological change? Well, I feel like the choice will be yours to make as to which way you go. Personally, I love technology. I love it. However, I am on a spiritual path. So for me, that means being in the society and using tech in the basic ways necessary to function in my society, right? To a point. If it requires like inserting chips into my body, I can't say that I'm going to go that far. You know, I, I'm, I'm saying that now because I haven't got to that point, but like, I don't, 
I don't want to be a cyborg. I don't think I want to stay a natural human. And if it's a choice of having to get something like like that to have to live in this highly technological society or or to have to live off grid because you don't want to be a part of that, I probably choose to live off grid. And I'm saying that now in this moment again. Um, but that's how I feel. I want I I want to be a natural human, you know? So we'll just see how it all plays out. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. But in the meantime, here are some ways to help raise your vibrational frequency and help your consciousness vibrate at a higher frequency. So we want to raise our frequency and that's what we need to focus on, really. Yes, be aware of everything that's going on, but focus in on raising your own frequency. So here's a couple of tips to do that. Um, Biggest number one tip right now, practice self-love. Love yourself no matter where you are on your journey. Love the good and the bad of you. Like really get to love all parts of yourself. It's all about that. Um, You can choose happiness. Try to choose happiness as often as possible. Happiness is a choice. Okay. We want to live in the present moment. Remember to live in the moment and not the past or the future. Living in the present moment opens up literally infinite possibilities. Um, Love, 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 love. Live with an open heart in love. Keep your heart open. Practice gratitude. Be grateful for everything you have in your life, whether it's something you, you know, feels not that great. Be grateful. Just be grateful for it. Meditate. Meditation is always, always going to help you. It can help you connect with your inner self. It can raise your vibration. It helps you connect with nature. Um, you know, it just helps you connect yourself to this world. Spend time in nature and connect with the earth. That's another one. Maintain a healthy diet. Eating healthy foods helps raise your vibration and engage in activities that promote kindness, compassion, and love. Doing good for others can help raise your vibration. That's, that's, that's just a few. There's, I'm sure there's more out there. So let's open our minds, shift our thoughts, and choose to focus on the positive. Together, we can raise our consciousness, align with the higher frequencies, and unlock the door to the new earth because it's all about perception, guys. And so if you're ready to shift, we can do this. We can do this. So as I conclude this super enlightening episode, remember, real shift happens when we shift our thoughts and create our own realities. Thank you so much for joining me on this incredible thought journey of consciousness and technology. Keep seeking, keep growing, and may your soul's journey be filled with love, wisdom, and endless possibilities. Until next time, peace.